my friend. Hi, are you? Hi, hi. How are you, my friend? <laughs> All good. Yes, I just got a little bit of a tongue twister right there. How are things on your ending? From mine, there, like you just say, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, you know, good and bad. It's a mixed bag, you know, like most weeks, but we're happy, happy and grateful. Happy and grateful that we are here today. Yes. And blessed. that we have this opportunity to be more, do more, and get more. Yes. So, so speaking of doing more, becoming more, and getting more, there's there's a, a this topic that keeps coming into conversations with different people. It's it's the overriding consensus is that there has never been a better time or or a greater need to become an entrepreneur. Yes. You know, the, the, the things that are happening economically, politi politically, socially, all lead us to the same conclusion. Everyone should be an entrepreneur to the level and scale that is meaningful to them. Now, I'm going to say this up front. This does not mean I will never advocate that you quit your job and all of a sudden you're going to launch an idea from zero. That's not that's not what I'm saying here. The only way that that I would rec that I would recommend something like that is that if you are really suffering in your current situation, maybe physically you can't do the job anymore, maybe mentally you can't take it anymore, maybe your 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 mental health is being attacked at the workplace to the level that you have to leave to preserve yourself. That's the only way that I will tell you quit what you're doing and go do something else entrepreneurial. What I am saying, however, is that everyone should have a, a way to generate income on their own, independently from their occupation, independently from their employer. I don't care if you work at Ford, Disney, Coca-Cola, great companies, but you should have something that you can control. And, 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 and I will say this again, there has never been a better time and there has ne never been a greater need to do this. So so that's what I like to talk about, Joanna. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yes, I, I totally connected with a few points that you mentioned earlier. Uh, and, and the entrepreneurial journey or always looks and sounds amazing. You know, be your own boss, do your own thing, do not clock in. Well, for those who do not know, entrepreneurship, it's hard and harder than a nine to five because oftentimes from a nine to five, You have to go to your job, perform your task, and after that, you're done. But entrepreneurial, an entrepreneurial journey, you are, you are the boss, you're the accountant, you're the secretary, you are the housekeeper, you are everything. So if you want to jump into that, and it's your first time that you're exposed to that, I would suggest to take your time to learn all the little components that it takes to start a business before you decide to quit and start something from scratch. That would be the piece of advice that I would like to give myself, like the past Joe, because I've, I also did that, you know, tried to, okay, I'm done with this. I cannot take it anymore. It's taking a token in my mental health. I'm just going to like go all in. Not necessarily, because at the end of the day, you also need to be part of that learning curve. So those are my, my thoughts. What, what, are, what do you think? Yeah, no, I totally relate to that. And, and, You know, I think that, that a lot of people want to become their own boss. I yeah. think that's the target for a lot of people. Uh, a, a lot of people want to earn 
income that is aligned with their potential, not with some artificial quota or some level that say, okay, you've been in this company for four years. That means that your cap is this. This is how much money I can pay you. Um, and, and, and a lot of people want to move away from that, move away from that and justifiably so. Uh, and and um, when we think about I'm going to become an entrepreneur because I want to be my own boss, what a lot of people don't tell you is that you have to treat that entrepreneurial opportunity as a job because that's really what what you've been trained to do. We have all been trained, or most of us have been trained to be employees, not employers. So the, the, the number one, mis- well, there's several mistakes that a lot of young entrepreneurs or new entrepreneurs make. One is they think it's going to be easier than getting a job, and it, and it isn't. The, the reality is that you got to do a lot more work because everything depends on you, at least on the early stages. And there's no one there to push you. It's up to you to pull yourself. And and, and that's, a, that's a challenge for a lot of people. They have always been told what to do. So so now there's not going to be anybody telling you when to get out, when to clock in, when to clock out, what job needs to be done, and, and who's going to cut you a check for doing that. Now it's all up to you. So that's that's one, one thing. One thing is understand that this is going to be harder than you think it's going to be. Okay. The second thing is that entrepreneurs or want to be uh, people who want to become entrepreneurs and business owners they say, I, I want to be my own boss and make the money that I deserve. That's great. Uh, in, in the short term, you're going to make a lot less doing your own thing than you're gonna, you could have made working for somebody else. In fact, there's statistics that show that out of, you know, there's 31 and a half million small businesses in the U.S. that make less than $100 million a year in revenue. Out of those, 25 million are solopreneurs. They don't have any employees beyond the founder. The, the, the great majority of them, I think something like over 70% of those entrepreneurs who make it past you know, three years, they earn an average of $26,000 less that they could have made had they been working for somebody else. Now, all this to say is not to scare anybody, but it's just to give you the real poop, man. I wish I knew that in 2004 when I launched and and when I launched initially. But my, my point is, don't think it's going to be easier. It's not. Don't think you're going to make more money initially. You won't. But what I will tell you is that there's never been a better time to take that chance. There's never been a greater need to, to do this for yourself, for your family, for your community. And one thing that I'm certain of is going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. And you have to have to delay that gratification a little bit longer than most people think. Yes, by all means. And um, But I also like to circle back with something. Yes, just stay in the loop, keep your focus, keep your clarity, but you also need to know when it's time to move on. If if you see that the things that you are doing are not producing the results that are expected in the entrepreneurial uh, journey, reassess, think, 
Because oftentimes with this culture, like, oh, let's keep hustling. Let's never stop. Keep going. Keep grinding. Keep grinding. But what are you keep grinding? What are you keep going forward to? That's something like a very interesting question that needs to be put out there. Do not get confused with never quit. Keep going with keep making the same mistakes and expecting different results. Take your time to step out of the woods and look at all the forests to identify what can I improve and why can I, I should just like pull the plug and repurpose and pivot in order to achieve the results that, that you want. And that also comes with the clarity. I always, not always, but oftentimes I see entrepreneurs that don't have a clarity. They have an idea, mm-hmm. they have a purpose, but how are we going to get from that point A to that point B, especially when it comes with my expertise, when it comes to branding, because they just assume that, marketing the website the logo and you're set for success no it's what's that narrative that you want to communicate and it can also change and adapt throughout your entrepreneurial uh, journey but just when you launch be sure to be making things the right way and giving yourself a little wiggle room or grace room to adapt not to fall into that little trap of like, keep hustling, keep working hard. No, keep working harder and smarter. No, hundred percent. I think that, that that's great, great sage advice. Um, you know, it's, it's like the difference between being productive and being busy, you know, you Correct. can be busy at the wrong thing and not moving forward. The same thing happens with entrepreneurship. That being said, you know, if you, if you have clarity of purpose, if you're clear about where you're going, what, if you're honest and clear about where you are and, and you have clarity about that and you have clarity about where you want to eventually end up, your point A to point B, you have clarity about those two points, then you can set the course. It doesn't mean that it's going to be a straight line, but at least you'll be in a channel. You'll be in a channel that you can navigate and, and find the center point to get there as efficiently as you can. You know, the, the cool thing about being an entrepreneur is that you, you can always change direction. You can always change and, and revise and, you know, do plan review. Do the thing that you say you're going to do. Well, plan do review is what I should have said. Plan the thing that you're going to do. Do the thing and then review what you've done and do that over and over and over so you can make smaller corrections along the way. You know, the bottom line is that, you know, I, I guess the, the overriding message here is that there's never been a better time to become an entrepreneur, you know, with technology, with access, with with um, the fact that there's so many options and opportunities to generate income from anywhere. Yes. So you're not locked into where you are right now physically. There's a lot of things you can do online. There's some a lot of things that you can do in a traditional space with more efficiency. Even brick and mortar businesses are more efficient because of technology. So let's not assume that it's either or, it's both. And and at the same time, there has never been more pressure in in the community, in the economy, rather, uh, to make us move in the direction that we should be going, which means controlling. Uh, ideally, you want to control 100% of your income, you know, how much and how frequent your income comes into your household, household. Uh, but, you know, along the way, start controlling pieces of that. You know, maybe you make $50,000 in your job and you make zero as an entrepreneur right now. You start, you know, making $500, $1,000 a month. You start making $1,500 a month. And that becomes a significant portion 
starts becoming a significant portion of the income coming into your to your household. So there's a lot of pressure in the economy. You know, prices continue to go up. I was running an article today, and you know, it, it, it led me to this conclusion: Is it the economy that I need to be worrying about, or is it my economy that I need to be worried about? And, and and the only way to control your economy, my economy, is doing your own thing, doing your entrepreneurial thing, whether that's solopreneur, whether that's you know being in a business as a partner, whether that be in an investor, a franchise, whatever model you choose for you, that's the way you control your economy. Because in in, in one art, in one periodical that I got is it's about, it's about financial services. One headline was. Um, and, and I'm and I'm going off memory here, but one headline was mortgage mortgages for new per home purchases. No, not new home purchases for home purchases are in a something like 27 year low. No, people are not getting mortgages. That we understand why, right? Sure, Rates yeah. are much higher than they were just a few months ago. Okay. At the same time, people need housing, right? Especially in markets that have a lot of movement net migration, like Florida. A lot of people move to Florida. They're looking for housing. They can't find it. The little bit that's available is expensive because it's supply and demand, right? And then on top of that, you got high interest rates for the mortgages. So they're out of the market. And to compound that, you know, these are things that I don't think about because, hey, thank God, I'm I'm not looking for housing. And, and number two, I'm not in the mortgage business. Yes. <clears throat> but what they're saying compounding that is that the people who own homes, they're not moving, especially if they have a 2% mortgage rate or two and a half, three percent 3% mortgage. They're not moving, even though they may not even like their house. They're not selling because they don't want, they don't want to buy 8% or 7% or whatever the rate is. So a lot of these things have a, an incredible pressure on the overall economy because housing, start, housing starts and mortgages drive a big portion of economic movement in this country. So I would hate to be, honestly, in the mortgage business right now. And maybe I don't know enough to make that kind of claim, but that's what I what I believe. So there's a lot of people in that space that are looking for opportunities to generate income or replace income that went away because of the things that I just shared with you. Of course. So are you seeing that in your in your world as well? In your world oh, yes. as well? By, by all means, uh, I, I see, especially, especially with business owners, because when the economy starts to slow down, what's the first budget that all, every business owner always pulls the plug from? Well, there's two things that I've seen. One is training and the other one is marketing. There you go. Yeah. There you go. The very mistake, two the things that you need to be investing more in your business if you're facing a slowdown are the first things that you pull the plug when it comes to a recession or to a slowing down. Um, also, it has to do with the fact that these are are considered not as quantifiable as probably as a sales number, etc., because it's it's collaborating towards the the image and the recognition of each company. So yes, we're already there, but if we start showing up, what does that also say about us? So I completely agree. I mean, the times are, are tough. Um, 
but they're never, you know, light like anyway. So the, the only thing that we can do, it's not blame it on the economy, blame it on the other external factors. It's equip ourselves in such a way that regardless what it's being thrown at us as a person, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you name it, we are informed in such a way that we can stay prepared to whatever it's come and take those actions. Nobody's coming in the, you know, in the knight in shining armor. Nobody's going to come here to save us, but <laughs> ourselves. That's, that's the reality. I don't want to sound like, you know, too dramatic, but that's, that's the truth. I mean, the only thing that you can have any influence in, it's what you do. If you don't have the access to the media, be the media. If yeah. you do not have access to, um, you know, quality branding, prepare yourself in quality branding. If you don't have access to all the resource, become yourself that resource. So it can be back to you. And who knows, maybe in the future, you can be that light and that guide for other businesses as well. Yeah, 100%. And, and I, was, I was trying to remember and looking through some notes here about, because I give you the dark side of the economy, right? On the same newsletter or same report, the next headline was BlackRock's uh, is taking more money than ever before. You know, and for, for those of us, those of the people in our audience who may not know who BlackRock is, do a little Google search. They own just about everything, you know, yeah. all over the world. And they, they're an investment, a big bank. They're an institutional, not institutional, but they're investment banking. And they took ungodly amounts of billions of dollars in the last couple of months, in the last quarter on this new fund that is set up to invest in uh, cor corporate acquisitions. Because when people are scared, they do stupid things and they devalue things. And that's where the big money, the smart money comes in and takes over. So in the same periodical, in the same world, in the same planet Earth, here do two polar uh, opposite situations. Some people are scared because of the pressure and some people are preparing and thriving because of the financial pressure. So all this to say that it's, you got, you got to, you got to take control. You got to take control of your economy, take control of how much money you make, take control of how frequent that money comes in. Take, you know, and you almost have, not almost, you have to get to the point where you can generate income on demand. And that's what big entrepreneurs do. And that's what we corporations do. They generate income on demand because they already figure out how to make money and they just feed the right fuel to that fire and make it as big as they want to literally on demand. So those are the two things that, that came to mind. I said, man, this, more people are, they need to do this. They need to have a entrepreneurial uh, endeavor. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be super risky. It doesn't have to be expensive, but it has to be the right for you. And, and you know, the last thing I say about those articles, it reminded me of, of Warren Buffett saying, you know, something, and I'm paraphrasing. I think he said, be scared when the masses are greedy and be greedy when the masses are scared. Because that's what the big opportunities are, you know, and, and, and you just said when the economy gets tough for small business, they cut marketing, they cut training. If you don't, if you stop investing in your human capital and getting better at what you already know how to do, that's a big mistake regardless. 
And the second thing is, yeah, you got to increase sales. I understand that's quantitative, right? You can measure that. Well, how are you going to increase sales if you don't increase your marketing? And just doing those two things will, will set you light years ahead of your competition because when everybody else is shrinking, you're expanding. When everybody looks scared and they're talking about scarcity and then cutting back and laying off, you're talking about doing more marketing. You're showing people you're doing more marketing. You're showing people that your people are better trained. And that's an amazing competitive advantage that doesn't go away. Yeah. It doesn't go away. Amen. Amen, my brother. Preach. Preach to the choir. This is this is gold what we have here right now. And like you just say in other episodes, when we are like giving a lot of information, I like to stop because we don't want to overwhelm our audience because this is just an onion that we are starting to to peel. But yes, yes, everything it's it's a value here and just keep doing it more, but keep doing more smarter, not harder. Um, do not retire or take away anything that is going to help you grow and edify your, your, your brand, your company, your entrepreneurial journey, first and foremost. And you know what? Also, a thing that I would like to add, ask for help. You know, ask for all the fellow entrepreneurs. What are they doing? What are they thinking? Pick up a little bit on their brains because you are not alone in this entrepreneurial journey. And like just with saying that, if you have any comments that or questions that you would like to ask us, because we've done this before, failed and succeeded, either or, but we've done this before. And there are some lessons that are wrapped in sandpaper in this journey as well that we can always share that can be of good use for you guys or not. So feel free to ask anything in the comment section. And yes, my friend, anything that you would like to wrap up with? Just the last thing is, you know, uh, again, I want to I want to reiterate, this is a time to become an entrepreneur to the level and scale that is meaningful to you. Yes. And if and there's many ways of doing that. You can start from zero, which I don't recommend, especially now. Yep. You can you can you can acquire business. There are ways of doing that. You know, something that's already running that you can make All better right. and add value. You can. Um, you know, go on the franchise route, you know, something that has been proven to work. You need a lot of money for that. And you need to fulfill some additional requirements that not a lot of people talk about. Obligations, correct. Yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, eventually I think where people go into this, like, okay, maybe I can be an investor. Yeah, you got to have money to invest. And if you have $1,000 to invest or $10,000 to invest, a business is not the right place for it. It should be you. You need to become better of about a better version of yourself so you can do more, be more and get more in the marketplace, not only where you work, but also in your entrepreneurial endeavor. And and one thing that I want to share with, with everyone is um, I'm going to set, I'm going to set up a link below in the comments where you can pull a, a a free, free document or, or free guide that I put together that basically says, Hey, what is the right business vehicle for me? How do I pick the right vehicle for me? Because I had to learn, I had to learn the hard way how to do that, and I picked the wrong thing up multiple times, and I wasted a lot of time and money. So if I can save you time, money, and aggravation, and energy, and creativity, and 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 give you the roadmap that has proven to work for me, why not? So I'm going to set the link below, no cost to you, and it's going to it's going to show you how to pick the process that I use to pick the right business vehicle for you. So again, I'll, I'll set that up below. 
Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing all this amazing knowledge. And I really appreciate it. And I guess that it's a wrap for us and cannot wait to connect next time. Yes. Good to see you, Joanna. I'm glad that you made time for this. I appreciate you. Yes, always, always and forever. And uh, we'll talk soon. Yes. Thank you.